Hey guys, welcome back to All Packed Up. We've got a super special episode for y'all today. Uh, a good friend of ours, Cassio Silva. Haley's actually friends with him. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a good friend of a friend. And how did y'all meet? Through that friend. <laughs> just, we just met, um, the first time I met him was at a fishing tournament last year for, um, it's called A-Team Anglers. It goes towards the Green Beret Foundation. That's right, so, shout out. Yeah. Good guys. Uh, yeah, super fun episode. We talked about a lot. What were some of your takeaways? I think for me, it just got me really excited. Um, fishing is so universal. I feel like kids can do it, adults can do it. Like yeah. it's there's water everywhere. It's very accessible, more so than hunting, and maybe a little bit less intimidating. Sure. So um, for me, it got me excited to get out there with a guide because I've never done that before. And he really like I think let the walls come down and made it seem very um, yeah. Uh, me too. Approachable, you know? Yeah, I would say that was my biggest takeaway is, like, what should you look for in the fishing guide? Yeah. And Cassio kind of embodies that. For sure. Um, to a T, so. Uh, with that being said, Cassio Silva. Uh, dude, Cassio, thanks Thanks for coming on, man. Seriously, it means a uh, means a lot that anytime we get somebody on, honestly, I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. No, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a pleasure. Thanks for you know connecting with Haley. Yeah, yeah, like, bringing me out. We know. uh we saw uh, a howler like ad or something, and we we're like, <laughs> I was like, hey, oh, I know we him. gotta I know get him. Yeah, yeah. It's we got kind of weird. I get like old clients sending me photos yeah. and stuff of like, hey man, Famous. you popped up on my thing, you know, yeah. or like, yeah. and now just how social media like advertised to you is yeah. very specific. So it's like, mm. here's someone we know it's in your area. So like people are just like getting fed yeah, and yeah. stuff. In your know? area and like very interested in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's really cool. And then yesterday, actually, my mom, um, which worked out for Mother's Day, I, yeah. the, I got on that, I was on the Orvis catalog oh, for the nice. fall and I've had a copy of it to give it to her forever, yeah. you know? So I was like, here you go, mom. That's awesome. I that. You know, so. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, let's get right into it. What uh, we were super interested in, like interesting perspectives on being outside and stuff. And Haley's like, "Oh, this guy's awesome stories." So let's, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and and how you got introduced to the outdoors. Yeah, um, yeah, the very beginning. I guess. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Yesterday uh, for for Mother's Day, I can you know I give a lot of credit to my mom. So for Mother's Day, I was like, "What do you want to do?" You know, my mom's like, "Well, I have a 12 mile kayak race next Saturday, so I want to scout out like where to put in and the takeouts are." Right. You know, well, that, so that says a lot already. Gives about... you an idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we went out. With my mom and I had to tell her. She's like, "Do you want to kayak it?" And I was like, "I was like, it's flooded." <laughs> she's like, "How bad is it?" I was like, yeah. "Bad," you know. But anyway, so awesome. we're hanging out with my mom at a park, and she brings up the fact that like. You know, first off, she brings up like, there's nobody at this park. It's Sunday. It's Mother's Day. There's like yeah. nobody out here. And then she's like, you know, y'all just grew up in a park, you know? And that was like a big thing for how she brought us up. So, you know, I was born in, in Brazil and I was really born in a city that's a huge metropolis in Brazil called Salvador. Oh, yeah. Like the country of Salvador, but Salvador is in the state of Bahia, which means Bay. Um, it's one of the oldest parts of Brazil and the oldest parts of all of South America and the New World it's you awesome. know, in general wow. as far as colonization. And so we were born in this metropolis and most of my family's there. All my uncles and aunts on both sides are all in this big city. But literally as soon as my uh, my parents decided to have kids, they bought a house and built a house on an island. You know, that's like an hour and a half ferry boat ride away from this big city. And she, her goal was like, I'm going to have two boys. 
I'm going to raise them here on the beach. I'm going to raise them like the locals here on this island. I don't want them growing up in the city. I don't want them like hanging on the street or whatever. And so, you know, we were, I was born in the city and less than 24 hours later, I was on a ferry boat, like back to the island. Wow. My mom tried to have me on the island, but I was born <laughs> on a Sunday uh. and she, my dad was out of town. He worked offshore oil rigs. And so my dad was out of town and my mom called her hospital, you know, her doctor. And it's like, I'm giving birth. And he's like, I'm in the city. Like, don't have, don't give birth on the island. Like wow. something happens It's a small hospital. Like you need to get to the city. So my mom, like by herself drove like pregnant already having contractions, like to the city yeah. with, wow. like, an, actively with like an old lady that like was her nanny that like, yeah. just like as a companion, like not like, like she could drive her or anything. And she yeah. like drove to the city, gave birth very next day. Went back to the island and I grew up, you know, where you can hear the the ocean from our house and we can, you know, safe where we would get home from school. And my mom would even let us in the house and like take our backpack and our shirts and say, like, go play. And we wow. would like run up and down the beach and kayak and her side or the family was really into sailing, you know, like wow. little Hobie cats and stuff. And then uh, my dad, my dad's side was a little grew up a little more country and so we did a lot of fishing and stuff like that with my dad and he was really into spear fishing wow so i grew up where my mom liked to travel and go show us all these cool places and my dad was like just down to like go fishing with his buddies and drink a beer on the island because that's like yeah. that was why he like bought yeah. a house there you yeah. know so between the two i think i got a good mix of like you know adventure and wanting to go see stuff but at the same time you know like if there's a beach and a, a rum drink you yeah. know, with some fruit in it, yeah. you know, I can yeah. kick it and you know, awesome. hang out. And so uh, it's led into a pretty fun career because kind yeah. of fly fishing lets me do all that stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, my family moved to the United States uh, when I was nine. Uh, my dad retired, took an early pension, retired like 42 years old. Wow. You know, he worked at the oil company from like since he was a teenager. So he put on like 20 plus years hard labor, offshore oil rigs and everything like that. So you're tired of 42. I was like eight or nine. My dad, my brother was like 10. My mom was a teacher in Brazil at the time. And she said, let's, let's go do something. Let's, you got this opportunity. You're not working. You have a little money coming in. And so we had one aunt that lived in San Antonio and oh, honestly, wow. like given her been anywhere else, that's probably where we would have ended yeah. up, you know? So huh. she like moved to New Jersey, maybe like six years later like i could have could have been i could have brought I, you know, I could have grown up in new jersey had a new jersey accent and wow you know because i forget like i you know i yeah. learned english in texas you know like, right. i grew up like learning english here and listening to country music and like yeah. went to an ag school and was an ffa you know yeah. like so it's like a weird thing like she lived in san antonio so that's where i ended up you know and so it took a while to kind of find the outdoors again here obviously like feeling landlocked and things like that but little mm -hmm. by little like got involved in Boy Scouts early on cool. and just started, you know, expanding like the horizons here and kind of not feeling like, oh man, we left paradise and starting realizing like what yeah. all of Texas had to offer in such a huge stay with like so much to do. And my mom was like, not willing to like, let us just be bored in yeah. the city. So she did the same thing she did back home. She like piled us in, she like, let's check out this park. Let's mm -hmm. go to Big Bend, let's go to yeah. South Padre Island, you know, like, let's drive all the way to Florida. You know, like we just took all these road trips when we first moved to the United States. Yeah. And so like within a few years, I'm back at school talking to my friends in middle school and they're like, we've never seen those places. Yeah. Mm. We've never done that, you know, we never done this. So yeah. it's one of those things where like you can live in a place and never appreciate it, you know, unless you have like either 
family members or friends that are willing to kind of show it to you and like, you know, show yeah. you that those places exist and how you can enjoy them. And a lot of yeah. times they're free, you know, that's a lot of things. I mean, my mom was just trying to keep like two boys busy yeah. and not right. spend a lot of money. So like, let's go run around somewhere, yeah. you know? And so. Just um, raise hell. Yeah. I mean, I tried it. I tried to have a job where I was indoors, you know, it didn't work out too yeah. well, man. My mom kind of raised us to like, be outside and yeah. you know play sports and you know get get our energy out and she still does it till this day and it's something yeah. that she instilled in us and so good for her you know i've been very fortunate to have landed in a position where i get to do it for a living you know yeah. but i don't know if it would have been any other option you know <laughs> like i tried <laughs> so natural way. yeah for sure yeah. how have you taken that mentality that your mom's brought you or were into your guiding career if that makes sense you know kind of just like a I mean, it might make, make sense, but your, your, your mom free reigns, lets you go, yeah, let's yeah. go try these things. Let's go do this. Let's encourage you to do that and stuff. So you take that kind of mentality on the boat with your uh, clients. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think a lot of what we try to do, especially in Texas where, you know, you have so many people kind of like getting into fly fishing, you yeah. know, they want to experience different things. They're not so set on like, this is my species and this is what I like to target. It's a lot more people just wanting to experience Texas, mm -hmm. experience the outdoors, whether they're from Texas and trying to discover these things or they're from out of state. We have a lot of folks moving into Texas and they want to see what we have to offer. Yeah. So I think that sense of adventure of like exploring, see what's out there, you know, she definitely instilled in me, but also this like kind of like overconfidence in my ability uh, sometimes, yeah. you know, where yeah. she's like never been one to be like, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, yeah, like yeah. whatever she gets invited to, she just goes, she tries yeah. it. If yeah. It's hard. She deals with it. Yeah. And so that's something that, you know, where I've kind of picked up where, you know, it's like, I just, you know, just send it, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm like, Hey, let's try this out. And it's, and it's cool. It's cool to have the right clients for that kind of stuff right. too. Right. You know, I have clients that fish a little bit. I'm like, Hey man, we're going to check out this place. Might be dry, might have some trees, you might have to do some dragging, you know, we'll bring a chainsaw. What do you think? And they're like, let's do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's great. And I think it's one of those things where, like, she was one of those first people, I think, to adopt this reality of like this new era that we're in with cell phones and, and, yeah. and GPS and all that kind of stuff. I remember, like, my mom, like, having that confidence way early on of like, oh, we got this phone and we can just start driving and we'll figure out, huh. you know, we'll call movie phone or we'll call like yeah. whatever, you know, at the time and pull up MapQuest and download some instructions, huh. you know? <laughs> yeah. She was one of the first people that, and she's not a tech savvy, but like for her, that was like freedom, you yeah. know? Huh. Like, for sure. so my mom is like checking flights and always like doing that kind of stuff. So I was yeah. like, now I'm one of those people that's like, dude, like we got a phone, man. We can oh, call someone, yeah. like someone yeah. come yeah. get us, you know? like. It's, so it's like, I think so many people still live in this, like, oh my God, you know, this place, I heard it's so crazy. I'm like, dude, just pull up Google Maps, yeah, man. Just, like, you yeah. know, look it up, Google some things, you know. Yeah. The, the information is there. It's just kind of like, do you want to go check it out? So I think yeah. that's one thing my mom kind of instilled in me is like, figure it out. Like, don't ever think like you can't do it, you know. Yeah. So it's like something that a lot of my clients, you know, get to fish areas where they're like, man, I've like fished the same markets hundreds of times. I've never fished this stretch. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear that kind of stuff about like, rivers are pretty well known but because you know i'm just kind of willing to like do a little extra work if that's like research wise or knocking on some doors talking to some private landowners or doing some you know um landscaping work and making a spot of you know able for us to get stuff down yeah. or trying to invent some new contraption to get our boats into the water <laughs> yeah. or 
Um, but That's awesome. that makes it fun, you know, gets us into some fun spots and allows me to show folks places that hopefully they've never been before, you yeah. know, or wouldn't have gone if I didn't show them, you know? So yeah. I think that's something that she instilled just that sense of adventure and just kind of like overconfidence in your abilities yeah. for better, for worse, mm -hmm. you know, it's led yeah. to being stranded in a lot of, <laughs> yeah. lot of places. On the next podcast, Cassia's mom. And Haley knows my good friend Kai, you know, really well, uh, through that's her awesome. husband and Kai would tell us some stories of some, some, situations oh, I've, I've dragged him into you know <laughs> but it's like he's like i thought you knew how to get here it's like oh no i mean i kind of like saw a map <laughs> like, yeah you yeah. said you like made your own map in colorado oh man so growing up in texas the idea of elevation is still like something i have to get used to <laughs> when i travel places and you look at a map and you're going like point a to point b mm. doesn't look that yeah, far no but then you take into consideration like you know whatever hundreds of feet of elevation change and it's like yeah you're traveling like two miles like this way mm -hmm. but you're traveling also two miles this way <laughs> yeah. and it's just like yeah so yeah i dragged them into a couple of spots that i thought would be shortcuts you know yeah. that you know you start when you start sneaking up on like bull elks you know you're like walking around <laughs> where no one else is walking around yeah, you know? yeah. And you're like yeah. Oh, okay that's, that's bear poop you know yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. uh fun you know yeah memories we're here Heck yeah yeah <laughs> that's adventure man Just like, oh, i yeah, hope I everything it, man. if everything yeah. goes wrong yeah figure it out it makes it even better man. Yeah. i think those are the funnest days you know you learn a lot those days yeah. too you know so yeah for sure kind of prepares you i think every time when you have a little mishap just kind of gets you ready for the next one the next one's less of a big deal and stuff yeah. like that yeah. so yeah. and you can help someone else you know that's the other thing too like if you have enough things go wrong and you learn about it and you fix things whatever someone deals with this, someone's on the side of the road and it's like, oh yeah, I've dealt with that. You know, yeah. I can help you out. And I think yeah. part of being a guide, I always tell folks, I get folks all the time that want to like learn how to row and things like that. And I'm like, look, before you ever like take people out, have everything go wrong with you. Hmm. You know, like I've patched boats, I've oars broken, I've gotten hurt, have rods, you know, whatever yeah. the case might be, ran to like trees being down. Like I did all of that yeah. before I ever said like, Hey, step on my boat. I want to take you fishing. Yeah. You know? So you knew. So yeah. Like whatever happens on my boat, I've fixed just about everything. Yeah. On it. You know, yeah. I've dealt with a lot of things and there's a lot of things you, you know, you can't prepare for, you just do your best. But yeah, I think that's a big thing. It's like, you kind of look at those like mishaps as like opportunities to learn, you yeah. know, and just kind of add them on, add them to like your, your files of like how to deal with with stuff in the outdoors and just giving yeah. that confidence of being able to get out there and get farther and farther and go see more stuff you know yeah for sure that translates a lot into everyday life too you no know, yeah no 100 work yeah, learn and, from failure. and yeah and friendships and yeah. stuff like yeah. that for sure yeah uh so when was fly fishing introduced to you was that in uh, no, Brazil? No, no, not at all. I had no okay. idea what it was in Brazil. Like sport fishing is still becoming like a thing in Brazil. Hmm. Um, the like the big yacht stuff and like chasing marlin and like sailfish, like that's been a thing for a while, okay. you know, because that's just like you got money, you do all the same thing that every other rich person does around the world. And that's right. one of them. Right. So that's always been a thing in Brazil. Um, so you always see all the big sport fishers out in the marinas. We have a lot of like sailfish you know, in down in Brazil there and going into Central America. Cool. Um, but sport fishing really wasn't a thing. I'd spearfish my dad. You know, other than that, it was like cane pole, you know, with the line yeah. and live bait yeah. and like, you know, like catching <laughs> little perch and catching like, you know, we had a lot of like um, 
little grouper and like little snappers, like just in our like rocks when the tides got down, you can literally like walk out there and catch them. And it's awesome. Um, then like fishing was just something that I always like did, you know, growing up, we always still went fishing here and Boy Scouts, we went fishing and it really wasn't fly fishing really didn't become a thing until, you know, in my early twenties, I, uh, had back surgery after dealing with like some back problems for a really long time. I've had mm. like spinal stenosis and I was born with it and didn't know about it. So all it is, it's like a narrowing of like your like nerve canal on my lower back. Gotcha. So basically like weakens your back. And I didn't know that I played sports, I wow. you know, played basketball through high school, coached sports, you know, play like intramural volleyball and always had like an aching back and kind of like bad flexibility, didn't think much of it. Hmm. And in my early twenties, it got worse. I, I ended up like, you know, one injury after another herniated three discs, had pinched nerve, sciatic pain, lost a ton of weight, you know, like just, you know, yeah, just well. muscle loss and went through like this point in my life where like all the stuff I loved, I couldn't do anymore. Hmm. And I was being told like, you may not ever be able to do those things, you know, like high impact stuff, you know, like I was riding a motorcycle every day at that point, you know, mm. like, and so it's like being as active as I was and kind of being told you may not be able to do that stuff anymore. Mm. You know, so I'm thinking like, Fuck, man, what can I do? Yeah. And, you know, so after my surgery, you know, doctor was like, Hey, you know, like best thing for you, you can walk, you know? So if you, you know, you say you like doing outdoor stuff, you can hike, you know, you can walk. And I was like, Oh man, can I, can I carry a pack? And he's, you know, he's like very, very light, you know, yeah. like, and actually, so then I kind of got into like ultra light backpacking for that year after my surge, I was just trying to like get it's back just, out there, man. Yeah. And like, so I got into ultra light backpacking and I was doing like a couple of day trips with like 20, 20 pounds, you know, like bivy sack, like tiny stove, like getting all into it. Like I was like, I'm going to hike the Appalachian trail. That's going to be my, like, you know, I'm, you know feeling better you know i was I had all these plans to like make hiking like this thing and you know but one of my biggest things i've always hated i've never been a jogger or treadmill person because i always like want to have a reason to go places right. you know i've never been like oh i went for a run just to go for a run right so then i was like well i can't climb i can't rock climb i can't do all these things so i started carrying like the smallest spinning rod that i can fit into like my 20 little 30 pound pack yeah. and having like the small, you know, the least amount of tackle and everything right. else. And just, just to like, keep it light. Keep it light, yeah, you yeah. know? And I saw fly fishing when I was, uh, I worked uh, in Philmont in Northern New Mexico and Cimarron, New Mexico, and some of the other camp counselors were fly fishing. Huh. But I kind of like left that into, okay, that's just like, if you up in Colorado and trout fishing, that's gotcha. fly fishing. So that's like what I thought gotcha. of that. And so, I got into a conversation with someone about carrying around this little tiny rod and they're like, you ever seen how a fly rod packs up? Dude, that was it. Like that was literally <laughs> it. Like someone at whole earth, whoever that dude is, if you're listening, I appreciate you Shout for out. changing my life. Yeah. Cause he literally like went out to his car and brought his like little three weight rod he had. Oh. And it was like, not even a four piece, it was like a three piece rod that like packed down into like, you know, a little sleeve oh. and it was like that big. And yeah. he's like, yeah, dude, all carries this, my reel, and a little box of flies. And I was like, well, what are you catching? He's like, dude, everything, sunfish, bass, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. You know, Sign so like up. I literally went online and probably bought like the worst rod on Amazon, you know, yeah. and like bought this little kit, you know, and this is like close to 10 years now. And like just sat there and tried to learn. And I'd had no one, like no friends, no one I knew did it, dude. Like yeah. not like. 
Yeah. I was trying to tell my dad who grew up fishing his entire life, like what it was. And he's like, but the lines got weighed, you know, it's like, he's like, yeah, dad. And I send him videos. He's like, oh yeah. And, 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 I, and at that time he's like, yeah, I, I guess you just catch a little fish with it. You know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. sounds fun. You yeah. Know? You can't really spear them. Yeah. You know, like, so he's like, all right, you know, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I started learning how to cast and that was fun and went out and started catching little bass and then started like packing this little rod and. Uh, I was like, this is really cool. And that's like my first year of teaching came up and I was just like fishing on my free time a little bit. And like that summer, I like, I was like, it's my first summer off like ever, you know, I'm like yeah. a teacher. That's like one of the things I was like, cool. I got summers off, you know? Heck yeah. And so you're teaching like, in San Antonio. In San Antonio. Cool. Yeah. So I had a Volvo wagon and I just packed it up and literally like May 31st was the last day of school. I already had it packed. And I, my now wife, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go to Colorado. And she's like, for how long? I'm like, TBD. I, don't, I, I don't know. Like, so I gave her a few coordinates of like, I'm going to be here in these areas and I probably won't have service. And like, I'm impressed that she didn't go and yeah. find someone else to date. You know? yeah. We were only dating for a few months at that yeah. point, you know? And then I just left and I was like in Colorado for like that entire summer. And I had wow. no idea what I was doing. I just started popping into fly shops yeah. and like, First off, I didn't know about runoff. I was trying to fish in like flooded rivers, like uh, in early yeah. June. I had no idea. I was like, I thought it was supposed to be pretty, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> fished all summer. By the end of summer, I was like, you know, catching trout and like learning how to do it all and rig things and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. you know, and then like school went back in, went back. And like all I thought about the entire year was like yeah. the summer rolling uh, around. Yeah, like, that's yeah. all I wanted to do, Total you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of how it all started, man. You know, like, and, you know, it's one of those things where I get bored of a lot of stuff. A lot of things aren't challenging enough in the uh. sense of like, you kind of like figure it out and it's over, you know, and yeah. like, okay, cool. I know how to do this and like, whatever that might be or, you know, but with like, with this, it was just this like never ending, hmm. like there's more to learn. Yeah. There's something else to do. There's somewhere else to go. There's something else to catch. There's yeah. like, you know, every year someone's coming up with something new and like, you know, but at the same time, it's such a small little community of people doing that, yeah. you know? So like, there's a famous fly out there. You can still call the dude that invented that and be like, hey, huh. Bob Clouser, you know? Like, and yeah. they'll, they'll answer the phone, dude. Like, it's just like this yeah. weird spot that fly fishing is at that it's just so cool to be part of it right now. It's like it's awesome. growing, but yet all the pioneers are still there. Huh. Yeah. You know, like, it's crazy to think about wow. that. Not a lot of sports, not a lot of things in the outdoors. You can say like, oh man, the dudes that, you know, invented, you know, archery for, for big yeah. game. Like, dude, those dudes are gone. Yeah, that was a long yeah. time ago. Right. Yeah. Like, but literally the dudes that started fly fishing for tarpon, they're still alive. Huh. You know, like they're still there, yeah. you know, like they own some of these companies really cool. now, you know, know and you can still meet them and stuff. So it's like yeah. a really cool thing to have like come into and, um, and, and see where it's at, where I got to come in and start seeing all of a sudden the social media and these brands coming out and, and being able to kind of like, squeeze myself in there and make yeah. a career out of it. And yeah. um, so it's it's exciting. I mean, I'm excited to see like where it goes and where it takes it and where like it also pushes people into the outdoors and into conservation too. You know, mm. I mean, that's a huge thing. That's like, you know, as much as like, you know, like everything from the overlanding, you know, getting bigger and camping getting bigger. And, you know, like it's just like really cool to see because it's just like more people in the outdoors yeah. and more places that we get to enjoy and hopefully like save more places to – to keep doing those things cool. so yeah it's cool to see that as as conservation always been your mindset or you yeah know, man, i mean started? you know it's one of those things where like i like i said i grew up 
on an island that like my parents like loved, you know, okay. like, they moved there because they're like, this is paradise. Yeah. And between like some of the locals that weren't as educated on, you know, on certain aspects of, of pollution, environmental things, and also like the tourists that would just come in every summer and just trash it, you know, that was something like from an early age, yeah. my parents were like, let's go pick up trash on the beach, wow. you know, like, or let's go help out, let's go do this. You know, there's like, we had uh, sea turtles used to come in every year. So it's like, we used to like go clean up the beach for the sea turtles yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. And, you know, we grew up, we're like, you know, we, we had a bunch of dogs and my, we had a big backyard, a bunch of fruit trees. And like, we learned about like, we literally ate, like if we wanted a snack, we walked out and grabbed the mango, you know, and that's just how my parents wanted to raise me. And they like had such a like, you know, this like high value for like these resources, you know, and like we weren't like camping in Brazil, but like, you know, my parents like lived somewhere where they could, were able to step out and enjoy all that. And so yeah. it's always been a big thing. And then like just getting involved like with Boy Scouts, it was a big thing there. And then being a teacher, it was a big thing with my students. And then now as a guide, it's a big thing of what I do. So, hmm. you know, I think like, I just know that the things I love won't be around unless people fight for it, Yeah, you know, so. I'm willing to try to be one of those people and try to spread it to others. You know, it's like it's awesome. the least you can try to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, That's so. cool. So um, you're teaching in San Antonio, kind of living for the summer. Yeah. You're looking forward to it. What are you teaching? I was a, oh, sorry. I was a social studies teacher. Yeah. I did, uh, <laughs> I did high school, uh, U.S. history, government economics, and I was the basketball coach, which every time I say these people go, my basketball coach was the history <laughs> teacher, you know, like I think that's yeah. just kind of how it usually works out. Yeah. Um, so I was the social studies teacher, basketball coach at a dropout recovery school. Cool. So all of our students were students that were too far behind uh, to graduate at a regular high school. Huh. So everything from kids that got in trouble um, to teen parents to kids that had health issues, kids that were bullied and like would like not go to school and things like that. Um, so it was a rough place to be a young teacher. I was 24 when I first started teaching there wow. with kids that were like a couple years behind. Yeah. So like they were like 19 and yeah. 20, wow. you know, like, yeah. like I had multiple, I, it was like close to where I lived. Yeah. So I had multiple students that I knew their older brothers, wow. you know, wow. or like some, I had a student that was a bouncer at a bar I used to go to. <laughs> And no, I used to see him all the time. And he was no like, way. he was like this 20-year-old kid. And he yeah. was just like a refrigerator, you know? Like, <laughs> that's what he did, you know? It was his job. And I'll see yeah. him all the time. Then I'll see him at school Monday, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. but, um, wow. That must have been challenging because they're like, why should I listen to you? Yeah, like, man. You're older oh, than me. man. That's actually where I grew a beard. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I didn't have, I like tried facial hair here and there, you know? And then like, when I was a teacher, like that first couple of weeks, I was like, dude, I, I got yeah. some street cred. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a lot of the, like, as soon as all the older teachers, like, you just look like one of the students. Yeah. You know? and I'm like, ah, that's yeah. probably not good. You yeah. know? Like, <laughs> so I was trying to look older, you know? And yeah. so, um, well, you know, so I, I, I really enjoyed the teaching, man. Like it was, it was really good. Um, your question was like, how'd that progress into guiding? Was that the original question? There? Well, yeah, I think the question is <laughs> what you did, but, but I am interested in how, that passion for teaching kind of translated into oh, uh, yeah, into I mean, guiding and and when did that when did when were you like oh i can actually man, you know this I, I have a lot of people especially young people asking about like guiding and things like that and i'm you know i tell people all the time man i'm new to it um but i'm not new to teaching you know that's mm -hmm. something that i did like from a really early age like with boy scouts i had a lot of opportunities as like camp counselor and obviously you mentor younger the younger kids in the troops so i taught a lot of classes 
then immediately like through high school and through college, I was just involved. I was a communication major. I was okay. just involved in a lot of public speaking and presentations. And cool. that was just something I always had a knack for. Um, and so going into college, like one of the things I really wanted to do was like, I wanted to be a park ranger. That was like, I want to be a park ranger and I wanted to work in like the education side as a ranger or like with Texas Park and Wildlife. Like I wanted to be that guy that came to your school when, when you're in elementary yeah. that brought the, like the snakes and yes. stuff, you know? Yeah. I was like, that's a cool job, yeah. you know? Like my dad loved watching the crocodile hunter growing up oh, and like yeah. Steve Irwin. I was Heck like, dude, yeah. like I want to do that. Yeah. I want to show people like the outdoors and these animals and I want to tell people yeah. about it. And so like, that's kind of really what I was like going into and like the back issues was like, I may not be able to do something physically oh, gotcha. demanding, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, well, how can I still have that passion and stuff? And, you know, I want to tell people stories. And then that's when like teaching started becoming like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, hmm. and so were so, you studying parks and rec? No. So I was, I was, I was a communication major. Oh, the whole yeah. I, I literally like, so I went into college with the idea of, I have this skill. I'm good at public speaking. Hmm. I could try to get a degree in something where I'm going to hopefully use my public speaking, or I can just get really good at this. Yeah. You know, cool. get just really good at this skill I have because like, and I just knew the trend that with technology and the phones, I just knew that like someone that's able to talk to people yeah. is going to do well in a lot of things oh, yeah. in the future, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I just wanted Not to wrong. stick with that. And so when I knew I wanted to be in front of folks and probably I wasn't going to be a news anchor, you know, teaching was like that passion. I was able to like kind of spread that passion. And so, you know, one of the things I always tell folks when they're like, oh, I want to get into guiding, I want to do this. And I'm like, man, catching fish is like the least, least yeah of like my worries you know after you mm. do it a while like you can catch fish you can yeah. go it's it's cyclical it's patterns you know there's certain things that i try to learn every year i try to get better at certain things i try to explore more places but like by the time i take a client somewhere like i've probably fished that spot i know it well catching fish is the least my concern being able to meet the expectations of people mm. being able to understand how people learn being able to like provide that person with the day that you're hoping to match what they were like wanting to get out of it. Yeah. Experience. For, for a lot of people, it's not catching a bunch of fish. Right. And I think you have a lot of guides out there, not to speak, you know, mm. over anybody, but I think you have a lot of guides out there that whether in the beginning or in the career, just the whole time they're guides, their focus is like on their accomplishment as guides mm. and saying like, look how many fish we're catching. And you see that everything from like the bay guides that catch like a limit every time, regardless if the people want to keep the fish or not, mm -hmm. just so they can put it on the yeah. board and say, look at this, had four people, we got 12 reds and 15 yeah. trout and this yeah. many sharks. And literally like it goes into the trash, man. Like yeah, you're not real. keeping it. And then you got guides that are like so into like trying to catch that fish or so into like, we got to get that photo or we got to catch this big fish. And they're yelling at people and they're, you know, creating this like horrible time for clients. Mm. And I see that it, you know, for some people, they just like assume that's just how it goes. You know, I get people on my boat all the time. That's just like, if you need to yell at me, that's okay. And I was like, no. I'm, look, if you want me to yell at you, you got to pay me extra. And I think that's <laughs> like not even fishing related anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure what kind of stuff you're into. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just a common reaction that I get of people like, you know, if you need to yell at me, it's Gosh, okay. I can't believe they come back for more. Oh, yeah. Man. And yeah. it's yeah, like, dude, like you're willing to get abuse. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Like I, I was coach. I played sports. Right, right, right. I totally understand intensity. Yeah. I totally understand someone like that wants to help me accomplish something. 
but I've also seen the other side sure. dude, where it's yeah. just like you're berating your clients, yeah. you're making them feel bad because they're not good enough, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're upset that, you know, yeah. it's like, so I think a lot of, you know, what I kind of got from teaching is like, try to understand like the motivation of why people are there, hmm. you know? And I think with my students, a lot of me being successful was them was like understanding what they're trying to get out of schooling school. You yeah. know, if they yeah. just want to like, just, like sir i just want to get the hell out of here yeah okay cool man let's be efficient then yeah. let's yeah. just get this stuff done you know right. if i have a right. kid that's like so i want to go into military go to college whatever i want to like i got a baby now i want to get a good job whatever you know it's understanding those expectations and trying to like be that person that helps you reach those expectations and so mm-hmm. with my guiding now you know one of my big things with my clients is like having that phone call huh. you know a couple of days prior of like hey what do you want to do it's not about me, man. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. like I know what I want to do, you know, yeah. like when I go out fishing with my buddies and like right. I fish with people that want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like equals how, good time. Yeah. But like how <laughs> I fish, like when me and Kai go to Colorado and we fish hard, whatever. And like when me and my wife go to Colorado, it's totally different. Totally different. Man. Like <laughs> yeah, I enjoy yeah. the both like, to, yeah. to the fullest. But I think, uh, you know, one of the things I got to teach is really trying to understand how people learn mm. and trying to like meet their expectations so they walk out of there feeling like that was a good experience yeah. and i want to come back i want to tell people about it um and what i see so often you know it's like a big thing in sports of like why you know why are these companies and why are they struggling to get women involved and what you know and it's like dude like people don't want to get yelled at hmm. you know and some of these dudes just put up with it for too long you know but y'all don't yeah <laughs> and it's good that y'all don't you know <laughs> And like a lot of guides don't get that. They're like, yeah, I don't get a lot of women clients. It's like, dude, you, you probably got one. Yeah. <laughs> and she told all her exactly. friends to like, don't go to that dude, man. Yeah. Like yeah. he's going to like honey you and all that right. stuff. And like, yeah. you know, and so I get these phone calls and I have, you know, I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are we doing? It's like, oh, well, it's like I fish a little bit. I'm trying to get my wife into it. I'm like, all right, cool. So here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Hunter, I'm going to have you sit in the back of the boat. You're just gonna enjoy the day, man. I'll help you out. I'll try to get you some fish. We're gonna make sure your wife just has a good day, man. Yeah. You just focus on her having a good day. We'll keep it simple. We'll fish as much as she wants to fish. If we want to look at birds, we'll look at birds, dude. Like you know, like yeah. we'll just make it a day where she enjoys it, dude. And like yeah. by the end of the trip, when like the dude's like, dude, my wife wants to go again, I'm you know. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah. there you That's go, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not about catching the fish, you know, because a lot of like I take folks out and they're bringing their partners, whatever that like I was like, dude, they they think it's just about the fishing. That's why they may not like it, you know, like and you probably in like a lot of people try to make it just about the fishing. So it's like I bring people out and we're just talking about birds and the water and all this, you know, things and getting a real appreciation of where you're at and things like that. And, you know, but I also get the dudes I call them two days later, like, what do you want to do? It's like catch as many fish as possible. (laughs) And I was like, all right, right, let's let's do it. it, man. I bring three rods all rigged up yeah. and like, you know, we push it, man. You yeah. know? And at the end of the day, I see him like slowing down. I'm like, come on, dude. Let's go, you know? <laughs> so I think like, that's one of the biggest things I got from teaching. Everybody's the same, man. And, yeah. and you can't have this program where like, you just treat everybody the same. You go and do the same thing. And I've experienced it. I, I use guides all the time when I travel and I've experienced it, dude, where like I go to a guide and a year or two later, I go back, they don't remember me. Huh. And I tell my wife, I was like, they were doing the exact same, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stopping at the exact same spot, uh, he's making the exact same excuses, uh, and then we're just paying him at the uh, end, you know. And or, like, yeah, I much rather have caught no fish that day, right? But like, got out, yeah. explored, you know, and done a little bit more of like what 
he thought we wanted to do as right. opposed to like, oh, this is what we do and this is what works. Yeah. You know, yeah. I see it everywhere, man. Like on the Guadalupe, you can catch trout, for example, not just nymphing. Yeah. But that's how you catch trout out there. You know, yeah, that's the yeah, easiest yeah, way, yeah. right? Yeah. So every guy, that's what they do. They just tell people like, oh, that's what we're yeah. going to do. Yeah. You know, but I have clients. It's like, you want to throw streamers? You want to learn how to throw streamers? You want to learn how to do that? Let's do it, man. Yeah. It may not be as effective. Yeah. And you got to be okay with that too. You know, like just like yeah. being having a conversation about it. But a lot of people say, well, my expectation is I want to just learn how to streamer fish. My goal yeah. today wasn't to catch a bunch of fish, was to be able to learn this new skill yeah. so I can go somewhere and try it. So yeah, that's it, man. I think like kind of treating everyone as individuals, whether because of their experience and who they are and where they're at in the sport or yeah. what they're trying to get out of the day. I think that's like, that's crucial, man. Really I think, cool. you know, I think I get a lot of clients that come back, you know, because of that to me, mm. you know, because whatever they come back and they say, I want to do this or I'm bringing a friend. I just want you to take care of them. Yeah. You know, like, got it. Let's you know? try it. Like, yeah. Or I got this coworker that's going through a hard time. I just want to like have a relaxing day. Cool. Yeah. So cool. if they're struggling with fishing that day, dude, we're not going to push it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, let's go do something else. You it's know? cool, like, man. So yeah. I think that's huge, man. And I, I want to have a good time out there. You know, that's yeah. the biggest thing. I didn't go from a stressful job. You right. know, I, when I finally teach teachings, because I got into administration, I became an assistant principal. Okay. And that was like, that was like the hard wall that I hit. I was mm. like, can't do this, can't man. Do it, huh? It's like just the stress. Um, and so I didn't go from that to a job to be stressed out, you know? So right. I tell people all the time, since they get on the boat, I was like, hey, just relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang out, yeah. you know, like don't try yeah. so hard. Um, that's and, cool. And I think that's when, the, when as soon as the clients kind of start getting that relaxed yeah. feeling, everything just goes way better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, and that's what they're there for. Yeah, know? just so. have a good time. Yeah, that's really cool. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of your mom and you, I can tell. A lot of like, uh, like let's, let's try this, yeah. let's do this. If you want to do that, that's fine too. So at what point did you, uh, at what point you said you got into administration, but at what point you're like, oh, I can do this full time. Dude, so kind of with that back surgery thing, I think there's like things that happen in your life that like, you know, just, I don't know, just makes you really think about like it not being forever, you For know? Sure. And so that back surgery thing, that already was a huge catalyst in my life because I thought I was invincible. You know, I'm like 20 something year old and I'm like doing whatever and jumping off cliffs and you know, yeah. not a care in the world. You know, I was riding like an old like 60s Harley with like no front brakes and like, you know, just <laughs> chopper and just like bartending, you know, and like going home after drinking, you know, and yeah, like just, yeah. you know, just being reckless and like whatever. Yeah. I just like, dude. dude, and like knock on wood, like I never broken a bone, you know, like I've just always <laughs> like, I've gotten car crashes and just walked off, dude. I like <laughs> slid off on a motorcycle in an intersection, I had gas pouring on me and like more stuff dude like it's walked away you know like so i've well, gotten man. so lucky i'm glad you knocked on that wood yeah really? and it's like almost like you know whatever you know god or the universe or whatever mystic <laughs> energy was like we got to teach you a lesson before it gets worse and yeah. i think that was like my back issues because okay. now i'm like after the surgery it still bothers me it's like a little reminder there but i think like i would have killed myself man you yeah. know it's like at where like i just didn't care you know like yeah you know, didn't have a significant other, whatever. I was just like, whatever, man, yeah. you know? And so that back surgery was really like, there's more important things in life, you know? Mm. And like, I wanna I wanna be there for those things and I wanna enjoy life and like, yeah. you know? So as I started teaching, you know, I, I was kind of getting to this point 
in it where it was just like, you know, just draining me. You know, I was like on blood pressure medication. I was like, you know, 20, 30 pounds heavier than I am now. Just like getting out of shape, you know, not exercising anymore, just tired, just, you know, in, in bad moods and just stressed all the time. A lot of it was just kind of carrying a lot of the hardships, you know, cause like I tell people all the time, I was at a job where some of the things that we dealt with several times a year were dramatic things that most educators dealt with like one time in their career, you know, like mm -hmm. students killing themselves, you know, like kids bringing guns, whatever, you know, that's some things that people like, Oh, this happened. I retired after that. Like, dude, I was like, dude, that was last month. You know, like, yeah. it's just like, well, and I wasn't one of those people that was able just to turn it off, man. Like mm -hmm. it was just kind of like stayed with me, you know, like those are like my kids, you know, yeah. those are kids I was trying to help. Um, and so I moved into administration thinking like, I can make a bigger impact, okay, I can yeah. do more, but it was just more stress and more work and more hardships and making decisions of like kicking kids out of school, telling mm. parents like they gotta find, some, you know, just that kind of stuff or I'll yeah. go home and like the whole week and I'm just like, hope that kid's gonna be okay. Yeah, you know, it was, just, yeah. it was just so hard, you know? And then then like COVID hit, I, I was an administrator through like one year of COVID in the second year, I went back to teaching because I was like, I can't just be in this office. Like, yeah. I got to go try to help these kids. So I went yeah. and taught one last year. Um, and so, in, but in 2020, kind of leading to my administration year, we had a really good friend of ours pass at like 34 years old, which mm. is how old I am now. Mm. You know, so my buddy Marcos was one of those dudes that like live life to the fullest, man. Like, mm. live life to the fullest. Like, he passed away like, the day after he got home from selling his car and like taking a road trip with a friend to California and he like quit his job. He's like, I'll just find another job when I get back. I'll you know, wow. worry, worry about it then, you know? And it's one of those things where like, he had a heart condition that not a lot of us knew about. So like he yeah. kind of knew right. something could happen, but like didn't, I mean, he jogged, he was in shape, you know? So it's like, think, yeah. yeah. So like kind of knew, but didn't at the same time. But I was like, I was like, wow, man, like, you know? He did, he did it all, dude. Like, there's, yeah. like, no regrets there, man. That, that it. dude traveled. That dude did everything. That dude, that's no one can say anything bad about him. Like, just this, like, super talented guy, musician, all this stuff, and just, like, gone too soon, man, you know? And so, like, after that, so that was 2020, man. So there was, like, a lot of reflection, a lot of, like, being at home and things like that, thinking about, like, I'm, I'm reaching 34 here soon, and that was it for him, you know? Like, and I was, like, the closest person Oh, shoot. Yep. <laughs> to me that I've had passed. And I was like, dude, it was just so hard on all of us. And a bunch of our friends, man, like from that day on, we, a lot of us like made drastic changes, wow. you know, mm. open restaurants. I started uh, taking, I was starting to guide at that point. I started taking my part-time guiding more serious as a plan to like go do it full time. And so a lot of us were like, dude, we can't wait. Yeah, like, life's too short. You know? Yeah. Like, and he, like, he had plans. He was still going to do stuff, you know, and yeah. like, but the fact that like whatever that dude wanted to do, he tried to do it. Yeah. You know, and so we're all like, dude, let's do it, man. Like, you know, so I've, I've oh. been very fortunate. Like myself, my wife, like changed her whole job, works for herself now. Huh. And so it was one of those things where like this cousin Marcos, man, it's like, you it's know, really I thank cool. him. And, you know, every time I see his mom, I tell her like how all of us are like living for him, you know, yeah. and just like it was just another one of those times where you realize like, you know don't wait, you know, like, yeah. And my, my mom and my dad, you know, fortunately I've been like super supportive on like, yeah, you know, like 
how many people that we know that retired and like died a few years later yeah. and got to not enjoy any of that, you know? Yeah. So they were like, go do it. So think about retirement, try to be smart, you know, right. make good moves, but like, go do it, but mm. don't wait, you know? And so, you know, I've been thankful for them to be like, oh no, you're leaving your career. That's a good job. It's got benefits. They were like all for it, you know? Yeah. And my wife was all for it. She was happy to see me more, less stress and everything else. Yeah. And, uh, um, I got a little sticker of Marcos on, on one of my, uh, boat boxes, you oh, know, nice. so he goes on a lot of trips with us yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, man, I mean, you know, like, um, that was it, dude. Like that was just a realization of like, this is what I want to do. And at that point it was like, dude, I'm not worried about like what anybody else thinks about it. I'm not worried about like how it's going to work out. I just want to do this. I want to have a career in the outdoors. Here's this opportunity. And I was just doing more and more of it. And, um, started like kind of getting notice for better, for worse as a new guide kind of in the scene yeah. of like taking it more serious. They, a lot of people already knew me, yeah. but all of a sudden it's like, oh man, Cass is gonna start guiding or he's guiding already, blah, blah, blah. Cool. And I just kind of pushed on, man. And uh, I was really fortunate that, you know, Lene, you know, Dido, Alvin's, you know, wife. Oh yeah. And uh, the the boss of all water guides, Alvin would be the first one to tell you yeah. that she's the boss. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, you know, shout out to Lene for seeing whatever she saw in me and decided like, you know, go and fish with me a couple of times and, cool. you know, started giving me some trips. And I think it would be three years at the end of the summer that I've been with all water guides, you know, That's right. and yeah. uh, about full time for about two and a half years or so. And cool. just been great, man, you know, just off my blood pressure medication, you know, living, Amen, living pretty good, still Sweet. enjoy my summers. I try to take a little trip still every summer. And yeah. um, my wife gets to see me more. My family gets to see me more. I'm less stressed. And yeah. I feel like I have more time to try to do some good. You know, at the school, I was doing some good there and I had all these plans of trying to do more stuff and now I have time. And so now yeah. I'm like trying to focus, you know, some of my free time into conservation and uh, some like outreach efforts for some youth and work with some friends that were in education or still are. Cool. Um, to try to like kind of blend the two careers a little bit and, yeah. and provide a little bit to those kids, you know? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Do you, uh, do you miss two questions? Do you miss or prefer teaching kids? Um, uh, fly fishing. Sorry. Like fly fishing, yeah. like teaching yeah. kids. I love teaching kids. Cool. Man. I love teaching kids. Um, you know, of all ages too, I got a couple of kiddos that were, came to me pretty young, you know, after like kind of a little bit of vetting to make sure they yeah. can handle yeah, it. Yeah. And once again, expectations, right? right so right. it's what like, do you get I always it? tell parents like, look, we're going to stay somewhere where we're not going to float. Yeah. That way, when you get back to the car, there's a bathroom, whatever, you right. know, like all that kind of stuff goes into play with like <laughs> taking a seven year old fishing. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. Um, Safety is a huge thing, yeah. you know, but I've taken a few like seven, eight year olds. Wow. That's about as young as okay. I've taken. Okay. Younger than that, I always tell parents like, dude, go skip some rocks. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> just go. Span is not yeah, there. plus it's like, dude, like, don't yeah. make it this thing. Just make it like, just take them, <laughs> yeah. have them enjoy being at the river and then add yeah. fishing to yeah. it or yeah. have them enjoy being at the beach and then, and then throw fishing into it later on. Um, there's some kids that go into them. I've seen some little kids like, videos and just friends little kids that are like tearing it up but yeah. i think it's an easy way to get your kids like not be into it right like trying to get them right yeah push yeah. Right. Too soon. you yeah. know i think the easiest way to get kids into it is just like you have a great time doing it 
because then they want to do it. Yeah, they yeah. see you. That's it, dude. That's I always tell parents like the best way to get your kid to want to fish is tell them that's for adults, <laughs> and then that he's not ready yet, and that kid's just gonna keep begging you like, yeah. to want to fish. Yeah. Absolutely. But I love t- taking kids. Um, they don't have any bad habits. Yeah. They don't have any like you know they're still like just willing to try. You know, like I think yeah. with adults, there's so much hesitation of like doing it wrong, mm-hmm. being perceived of like not knowing enough or not being good or like not getting it. Right. But I love like getting kids at that age where they're just like willing to just do it. And also what's kind of crazy is like, it's so much more natural for a kid because they don't have all those negative thoughts about like, Oh, I don't want to hook you and blah, blah. Like, dude, they just go, man. (laughs) Which you gotta be careful for. Like they're just going to go. So like, but at the same time, like teaching kids, uh, fly fishing, it's like, I just let him figure it out, dude. I just like tell him, okay, look, you know, the line, you know, take this, do that. And he's like, okay, cool. And then they're like, well, how do I get it farther? And I'm like, well, how do you think? And I was like, well, I got to like pull line out of like, out of here. Yeah. Okay. So that's the reel. So yeah, pull some line out of the reel. Yeah. And so, so what do you think now? It's like, okay, well then I just like go do this. And I was like, and then like, they just start figuring it out on Mm -hmm. their own. Like, it's funny, like mending a fly line is such a weird concept for adults to kind of figure out, especially when doing like trout fishing. It's like, okay, like line is going too fast, just slow, I'm, you know, like we need to like mend the line. You literally tell the kids like, hey, see how the line is curving? Yeah, see how it's yeah. dragging your fly? Yeah, what do you think you need to do? And they're like, they just flip <laughs> yeah. it over and they're like, huh. that's mending. Like, huh. cool. When I say mend forward, you do forward. When you do back, it's like, got it. But you yeah. see how it controls your fly? Got it. And they just move on. Huh. Plus like, dude, kids just get excited, man. That's like the coolest thing that yeah. like, I hate when adults like start losing this. Like I tell people all the time, like if you're fishing with me and like, you're not excited about catching a, a sunfish with some cool colors on it. Like you're like, I'm the wrong person for you, you know? Like, cause I love it all, you know? Yeah. So I, I think kids are still like excited about like whatever's in front of them. So I have kids that like, will catch a couple little fish, but then they're like, Hey, is that one different? And I was like, yeah, you've caught like three different species. And they're like, how many species are there? I'm like, dude, let's see. And then like they're into like, oh, new species, you know? And then yeah, we're throwing yeah. like tiny little flies, you know, just to try to catch like little minnows or something. Yeah. They don't care about big fish, yeah. man. To them, that's fun, you yeah. know? Like, um, so I think kids like, just still have that wonder, man. That's like what I enjoy about teaching was just coming in, they're silly and they're gonna say whatever, you yeah. know? And they're like, they're gonna tell you really how they feel, you know? Oh, like, yeah. no filter. dude, kids on my boat, they're like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> let's do it dude cool right, let's go let's go you know or like with adults like i can tell but they're like oh i want to get my money's worth I yeah. Know. yeah i don't want to tell my husband that like i'm tired you know like yeah. so it's always like or the husband doesn't want to tell the wife he's hot you know yeah. and, like yeah. look bad you know and, like so i've multiple times with clients i'm always all like hey man you like want to call it's getting a little hot and they're like oh yeah if you want to mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah but with kids like dude let's tell you like i'm hungry mm-hmm. yeah. can we stop can we eat lunch now i'm like all right dude let's do it let's do it man it's your, <laughs> it's your day you know yeah. so kids are fun man kids um and i love the older folks oh, i yeah. love getting like an older older couple yes. on the yeah. boat like they so just got sweet. stories dude oh, yeah. like you know, I get to fish with this gentleman named Steve and his son. His son is like my dad's age, you know. So Steve's like in his 80s. Wow. And Steve grew up like on a river in Wyoming, was a rafting guide, met his wife like as a guide and hit on her, you know. Like, yeah, I guess. And had all these stories and like <laughs> is now living in Texas. And like um, we're supposed to go bass fishing because he's never caught a bass. And he's like 82 years wow. old. Oh, wow. So he's been practicing with his son. He's been sending me photos that he's caught a few smaller bass mm-hmm. and things like yeah. that. 
And so we're going to go to San Marcos and go try to do some bass That's fishing awesome. and stuff nice. like that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's fun. Like, it's just cool to see those folks. They get to tell you stories and how things have changed and like, you know, so those are the two demographics I really yeah. like. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I yeah. think that, you know, it's the same, you know, same, they're not yeah. ruined. They'll, you tell know? You what, like, they'll tell you what they're thinking too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They'll tell you exactly. <laughs> and I appreciate it, man. Like whatever it is, I feel like older folks, they'll tell you how they're feeling, dude, but they also have a way to explain themselves yeah. and like talk to you. And they're like, not, you know, like yeah. they also are respectful at the same time, yeah. you know, yeah. like, but I think it's just like, they didn't grow up with the cell phones and all this bombarded right. by all this stuff, man. Right. So they just enjoy being out there. Yeah, that's nature's cool. not new to them. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, like- That's cool. Like if I, if they show up early as always, yeah. super early. <laughs> and I show up, dude, I, I get like, whatever, 30, 40 year olds and they're there early, like they're on their phone. You know? Yeah, they're yeah. They're getting like the last few emails in, whatever. Yeah. I show up as an older folks. They're like looking around and checking out flowers, yeah, you know. And yeah, then same thing. if there's a parent there with a seven-year-old, they're doing the same, same thing, thing, you yeah. know. So like, yeah. we sometimes lose that in that middle part of our lives, yeah. you know. But yeah. I think like those two groups of people kind of remind me of like what's fun about being outside. Yeah, you know? that's cool. So that's really cool. I love the older folks, man. Yeah, like, you know, I like the young cool. folks too. You know? Cool. Uh, is there a? You said this. We were talking about kids and species. Is there a species on your list that you're trying to check off? man uh check off um i haven't caught a permit yet oh and i really don't know if i care that much to catch (laughs) one um i fish for them a few times i've had plenty of shots they're really smart fish Uh they're really hard to catch um but at this point it's kind of getting silly for how many times (laughs) i've tried to catch one and i haven't and i've had clients that have gone like one time and and they come back and they're like so i caught a permit yeah i was like <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've had some clients that I've known well enough that I'm like, they screw you. Like, like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I know, I know, I got lucky. I was like, yeah, you yeah, did. Nice. You did. But, um, you know, so like uh, a permit would be cool, man. I just want to knock that one out. I got a buddy. Uh, well, Kai lives in Florida, you uh-huh. know, so maybe um, yeah. I'm going to go see him in June, you know, maybe we can try to okay. find one, you know, it'd be okay. cool. Um, but, Man, I, I, I'm really enjoying catching redfish. I've been redfishing as much Sweet. as I can, you yeah, know? So that's, fun. I think I found, I, I don't know, maybe, but I think I've like reached that, like I found that species that I just want to keep, keep doing. chasing. Man, I love bass. Cool. I like, I like traveling and trout fishing. I like going up to the mountains. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I always look doing cool destination stuff, but like, I love chasing redfish. Yeah. Man, I just like that. Like every part of the year, it's a little bit different. You know, it's a fish that we don't, that's only here, you know, like we yeah. take it for granted because it's yeah. like redfish, like all of us living in Texas, like grew up eating redfish right. and stuff, yeah. you know, but like there's tarpon like in a lot of places. There's yeah. tarpon here to Africa, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of places you can catch a tarpon. Right. Dude, awesome. I do like I, that's like still yeah. like one of the greatest moments in my life was catching a big tarpon. But wow. like the fact that like redfish is something that like you got to live in the Gulf Coast, you know, to experience yeah. that. And like, cool. I think it's pretty cool for us. Um, and it's given me such of like this new appreciation and love for Texas because, you know, it's 90% private, you know, like a lot of private land. Yeah. But the fact that like on the coast, I can take off from a dock and go anywhere Anywhere. and like stop on an Island, have a picnic, let my dog run around and like, you know, camp out there if I want to shoot some ducks, you know, do some fishing, you know, like, um, 
like I've, I've like that's given me like that same thrill of like driving that Volvo to Colorado and just like I can go anywhere now. You know, I can drive around this national forest for weeks. You yeah. know, so like you know, kind of chasing redfish in the last couple of years has been like Freedom. getting to explore this like yeah. true like public space we have in Texas. Cool. Um, so that's been like maybe not want to check off the bucket list, but that's one that like, just, I, I just keep thinking about, you know, king, like, king. I, yeah, I just keep like, that's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah. like my wife's doing babes on the bay this coming oh, up is. weekend. Oh, cool. So like, I'm really excited for her and, uh, it's awesome. you know, I'm going to push, exciting. push her around and, you know, see how she can do it. <laughs> yeah. So she's getting more into it. She likes that skiff wow. life and like, you know, being yeah. on the boat and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, so it's been fun, man. We got a cool little dog now that likes being on the water with us too. Nice. So it's been, been awesome. Good living, man. That's yeah, awesome. For sure. Uh, well, dude, I just got kind of one more question for you before yeah. we wrap up. Um, if you, if it's possible, one sentence. Yeah. Yeah. What does the outdoors mean to you? Maybe being in the outdoors. Yeah. It's all right. You can think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I was told to always like, you know, put some thought. In yeah. This. Yeah. <laughs> um, outdoors mean to me. I think the outdoors means to learn who you really are. You know, I think, uh, you know, in this, a lot of the stuff that we have in our world is very new to the, the human existence of like who we are, but the outdoors has always been there. Hmm. So I think the outdoors is about learning who we really are. Cause we spin out and when you talked about what we mentioned earlier, well, that's how, like in life too. And I think right. people see their true selves when they're in that rainstorm on a camping trip or their boat runs out of gas and they're just bobbing around in the ocean. You know, I think uh, the outdoors really teaches who you really are, it teaches you where your patience is at, teaches you kind of where your uh, sensitive venture is at and your skills and your confidence in yourself. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of your real personalities come out when you're out there. So I think that's to me what it is. And that's why I like taking people out there so they can kind of learn yeah. who they really are and get rid of, you know, some of the BS and yeah. focus, you yeah. know, on what's important. Heck For yeah. Sure. That's cool. Well, dude, uh, plug your stuff. Where can people find you? Um, yeah. Instagram, social. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you can always book me by contacting All Water Guides. Cool. Uh, Lene or Milo will probably answer the phone or Alvin himself. And you can always book a trip that way. You can contact me uh, through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Cassio. And uh, I also have a <laughs> website that's uh, CassioSilvaFlyFishing.com. So, cool. um you can check me out cool. there. If you see me though, just say hello. I always tell people that that like will message you on Instagram. I saw you on the river. I was like, yeah. hey, just come say hi. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll give you free flies and stickers like, <laughs> if that's an encouragement. Yeah, I always yeah. have stickers. I might have a few free flies. So if you see me out there, you know, come say hello. I'm always willing to help out and you know, cool. tell you how you know how I'm doing for the day and help you out. Maybe catch a few fish. So awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on, dude. Yeah, appreciate thanks for it. having me. Thanks yeah, for setting so us up. Yeah, Thank appreciate so it. Yeah. Love coming out here. Dude. And uh, congratulations on what you guys are doing. Thank you, um, man. You know, it's really cool. You know, I know you guys were kind of a little ahead of y'all's time in the overlanding game. I think everyone's, yeah. you know, jumped on board, you know, <laughs> so it's cool to see that you guys were like doing it before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good on you guys. Certainly you know? taking off. For yeah, sure. good job. Yeah, cool. Congratulations. Appreciate it, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank appreciate you. it.